guys. Welcome back to the Trail I'm Taking podcast. I'm your host, Becca. So good to be back. I feel like that's how I start off every episode now. Hello. It's currently February 1st. Pretty sure my last episode was January 1st, maybe a little bit later, but I'm back. I have another episode for you guys. I know it's kind of been a minute, but as usual, I've just been getting into another new routine. Now that I'm back at school, I'm going to touch on all of that in my classes and my schedule and my workouts and everything in this episode. This episode is going to kind of be a mixture of just all kinds of things because I found that you guys really like to listen to my conversational kind of like updates, not really planned or structured episodes. Those ones usually do the best and I get the best feedback from you guys. I will have a more like structured and scheduled episode next week. I want to do kind of a like book club book review kind of thing. I asked you guys on the podcast Instagram and all of you guys wanted an episode reviewing my top books that I've read this year and kind of touching on books that I've been reading because you guys know one of my goals for 2021 was to read and boy have I followed it. I'm going to touch on that also in this episode but just know that I have been reading like crazy. That's pretty much all I do now I feel like. I'm not even on my phone half the time that I used to be like my screen time has gone down substantially. I'd say I used to average like four to five hours a day and now it's like two to maybe sometimes three if I'm really just like on my phone a lot more on the weekend that day, but overall, been reading a lot. But before that, let me just get back into the groove here. So welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing good. Hopefully you guys had a good January. I don't know if it's just me, but January, honestly, I feel like it lasted forever. Like I feel like this year has just gone by so slow. And I don't know, I feel like everyone after like the first week of January set in, I kind of saw like a bunch of different people on social media and things talk about how this year just didn't start off the way I think we all hoped that it would. I think that even in like the first two weeks of January, I was still kind of not 100% inspired or creative. And like, I still wasn't very motivated to do anything. And going back to school obviously was like a really big new thing for the month of January. So getting back into that routine has been kind of weird. And I don't know, I just feel like everyone kind of came to the consensus that like 2021 was just not starting off the way that we all wanted it to, which is fine. We have plenty of time to make it a good year. And I genuinely really hope that this year is better than 2020. I think we all want that. So fingers crossed. But like I said, I have gone back to school now. I've now been in classes, I guess today's starting like the third week of classes. This semester, I have 18 credit hours. Um, which I usually only take 16, which equals out to usually like five or six classes with a lab included. I've had a lab every single semester of college and I will until my senior year, which kind of sucks, but I'm gonna go into depth about each one of my classes. So like I said, I am currently enrolled in 18 credit hours, which right now is seven classes and I'll just explain that. So the first class on Mondays, which is currently today, I'm actually at home right now because I only have like, two classes on Mondays and one of them's a night class. My other class does not start till 10 a.m. And that is pretty much all I have to do today until night class. So I'm actually at home. I came home this weekend and I had to go back to work. I'll talk about that too, like my new schedule. But I had to come back to work this weekend and decided just to stay here Sunday night and just drive back after our quiz episode and go to my Zoom class. So the first class I have on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays is medical microbiology. And then Monday nights, I actually have my very first night class, which is Spanish cinema, kind of a tongue twister, but basically a Spanish film class. 
If you guys have been listening for a while, I am a Spanish minor with an applied health science major. So my minor just has basically six consecutive semesters of classes in order to finish that. And I'm on track to finish the minor next semester going into my junior year. So at night on Mondays, it's like 6 to 1030, which honestly is so long. But like I said, we just watch movies and the class itself is obviously like about Spanish. We watch the movies in Spanish, but with English subtitles and we discuss them in English. So that's definitely like a nicer part of it. So I have that class 6 to 1030 Monday nights, which my first night class, I don't really know how to feel about it yet. We've only had one class so far because the first week, like there's no labs or night classes, at least at my school. So last week we watched one movie that was on Netflix and it wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty good, but I have it again tonight. So we'll see. Tuesday, Thursdays, I have a more jam-packed schedule. So Tuesday mornings, I have an 8 a.m., which I feel like everyone has like mixed opinions on 8 a.m. classes. For me, I love 8 a.m. classes. I mean, I don't love like sitting there taking a test at 8 a.m., but I love getting my classes out of the way. Like if I could have it my way, I would have all my classes done by like 11 in the morning and have the whole day to just have my own time to do like workouts and practice and just focus on me. But obviously it does not work out like that every single time when you're scheduling classes. So Tuesday mornings, I have an 8 a.m. And that is fitness assessment and prescription. And right after that, I have a class at 9.30 called health promotion, physical activity and wellness. And basically that class, kind of interesting so far. It's just really about health promotion and how you can get the general public to become healthier. And we have to set up like designs and plans and fitness prescriptions, and things like that, just to... I guess, get the word out to the general public about physical fitness. So that class is kind of easy so far. And then Tuesday, Thursdays at 12, I have my other Spanish class. So that is just Intermediate Spanish 2. I already did the elementary Spanish. That was like my freshman year. And then this year's Intermediate Spanish. And then next year at the end of my minor, I guess will just be like Advanced Spanish. So I'm doubling up on Spanish classes this semester. And that is just to help finish the minor earlier than I was originally supposed to. And then Wednesdays, I already said I just have that class. I also have lab on Wednesdays, and that is for my medical microbiology class. So I have lab on Wednesdays, and then that is pretty much my whole schedule. So it's really not bad. I also have an online class of medical terminology, and that one is pretty self-explanatory. You just learn like medical-based vocabulary terms and terminology and we just have assignments out of a textbook every single week so like I said it's just a completely online class which this is my second fully online class I had one last semester that went a lot better than I thought it was going to for me I'm a very in-person learner so I was kind of skeptical going into it but it ended up being fine and my professors at my school like I pretty much know all of them because my school's so small so it's kind of nice to genuinely know all of your professors so I have that, and that's pretty much like my school schedule. You guys also know that I play sports at my college. So right now, it's kind of confusing with all the sports going on because of COVID last semester. I play volleyball at my college, and because of COVID, we did not have a season last fall. So the NCAA pretty much announced that all sports, including fall and spring, are all going to play this spring, meaning that Technically, I'm in season for volleyball and I'm also in season for lacrosse because I play both sports. So right now I've been practicing lacrosse pretty much like six days a week at night after my classes. I've been practicing with them and in a perfect world, I'd be able to play both. But 
my volleyball season actually got cut very short with COVID because of the restrictions that we have to play against other teams and testing and all that good stuff. So pretty much volleyball, we only have eight games, whereas other teams are pretty much having like 16 and between 16 and 30 games. So volleyball definitely got a very shortened season. So because of that, I am just playing volleyball this season when it starts. We start practice not this week, but the next. So I'm pretty much practicing lacrosse this week, and then I will be practicing lacrosse or volleyball and just playing volleyball for the next two months. And then I'll come back to lacrosse at the end of the season because lacrosse ends a little bit later. So that sounds like really confusing. And believe me, it's a lot of scheduling to manage. And I have to write down so many dates and games and practices and lifts and when I have to attend each sport. And there's still a lot of unknown about whether or not dual sport athletes can play two sports in one season. And I'm kind of in that boat of, I don't really know what's going to go on yet. I'm under the impression that I will just be playing volleyball starting next week and I will be playing the entire volleyball season. So I will keep you guys updated. Obviously, if you do not follow the podcast Instagram, be sure to go follow that. It is just at the Trauma Taking Podcast. I try to post on there pretty frequently. I will say I have not been very active on there in the past like two weeks. I've been trying to post a lot more stories and polls. That way I can still at least be engaged with you guys. But when it comes to posting like actual posts, I don't know. I just struggle for some reason because I feel like the majority of podcast Instagram pages that I follow are all like so pretty aesthetically and they have perfect themes and they have question of the days and they have stories and lives and highlight reels. And I don't know. I'm just not one tech savvy enough to do that. And two, I don't have enough free time to just sit and devote to amping up the Instagram. I've even thought about like, like quote unquote, like hiring someone to run the podcast Instagram for me and like get content out there and engage with you guys. But I just haven't even given that a lot of thought yet. But overall, make sure to go follow that page. I'm going to try to be active on there. And I do have an episode planned for next week. Like I said, I want to start like a little book club slash reading each of the books that I've read the previous month. So for example, next week, I want to do an episode of all the books that I read in the month of January, which right now I believe I'm on my ninth or 10th book. I forget. I have to go look on the Instagram. I have a highlight reel um, of the reads and basically I'm just tracking all the books that I read this year. I'm going to talk about that later on in the episode as well, but just be sure to go follow that page for lots of updates. So I told you guys about classes and my sports, my decisions for all that. So basically, school is just really busy right now. My life is really busy right now. I have classes Monday through Friday. I have Saturday practice, which means I am not able to teach spin this semester, which is honestly like really making me so upset. And at first I was like, oh, it's fine. Like I'll just wait until this semester is over to teach. And it has been hard not to go to the gym every Saturday morning and like teach my usual class with my playlist and make my playlist. And I don't know, I just, I hate not being able to do that. And obviously juggling four different kind of like jobs and sports at once is hard and something has to give at one point, but it sucks that spin is the one that I had to put on the back burner. I will say I do have a very exciting opportunity for spin coming up this weekend. So I'm not going to talk about that yet until it actually happens until it's over. So just keep me in your thoughts and prayers, fingers crossed that it works out. If it does, I will obviously like 100% update you guys on it because it's a very exciting opportunity. So fingers crossed for that. But yeah, it stinks that I can't teach spin a lot this semester. I would be able to, but with lacrosse, we have practice every single Saturday morning, which is the exact time that I have spin Saturday mornings. So we'll see. I know that when I start playing volleyball full-time next week, we do not have Saturday practice. So 
I might be able to at least come back home and take a spin class. I probably won't be able to teach them just because I'm not on the schedule to do so, but that was a lot of rambling. Pretty much, I'm just not able to teach spin right now, and it just sucks because I love doing it. It's 100% like one of my biggest passions in life, and it has grown to be such a large part of my life, and I love it, and it just stinks that I'm not able to come home and teach every weekend. That's okay. It's all going to work out. Next, journaling. Okay, I've been so into journaling recently, and I know I have an entire freaking episode over journaling, mindfulness, meditation, and just kind of being one with your mind, body, soul. And that episode you guys really liked as well, so go listen to that if you haven't already. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'll be straight up. After that episode, I probably regularly journaled for like a month after that, and then I just lost my groove. And I found that with me, especially with journaling in specific, I go through waves with it. Sometimes I'm very consistent with it, and then some weeks I just let life get ahead of me, which I have honestly been so like I've been noticing differences in my daily routines that if I do not journal in the mornings my whole day is so off balance and I'm rushed and I'm not in the right headspace so I'm proud to say that I have been consistently journaling every single morning for almost three weeks now I do it every single morning when I wake up I try to not be in my phone I will say I've gotten bad about that too I don't know why but I have been bad about getting on my phone in the morning and I have like, will either watch TikToks or I'll just check my notifications to see if anyone like called me or emailed me or if any sports got changed or practices, which I mean is, is reasonable. I'm not like sitting on my phone for an hour when I wake up. It's more of like just to get my eyes adjusted and then I'll look on my phone for like five minutes max, which I still, I want to break that habit. But anyways, I've been journaling every single morning. Like after I do that, I get up, I do my skincare routine, I brush my teeth, whatever, and then I journal. So my journaling has really been impacting my days a lot. And I have really seen like such a difference. And I don't know why I'm not consistent with it all the time when I know that it like affects me in a good way. I think it just comes down to me being lazy and me letting life get in the way. So every morning I sit down. I've been doing gratitude affirmations. I've been writing a blurb on like my higher self. There is Bible verses in the journal that I'm currently using. So I will trace over those Bible verses and I'll do more affirmations. And then there's a post on Instagram that has an affirmation for each day of the week. And if you want, I can share that on the podcast Instagram. But basically it has an affirmation for each day of the week. And whatever day it is that I'm journaling, I just copy that down into the journal word for word and trace over it and just think on it. So I'd say all in all, it takes me between like five and seven minutes and it's just a good way to not be on my phone and get into the right headspace and manifest good vibes for the day. I've also been listening to like background music while I journal just to really like help get me in a good mood. And I feel like this playlist that I'm about to tell you guys has been all over TikTok and it's definitely a very like normalized podcast or not podcast, but playlist now. And it is called Oat Milk Lattes in the Mountains on Spotify. (laughs) And I know that sounds kind of silly, but this playlist is just full of like indie folk music and just these really cool artists. And some of these songs have become my absolute favorite songs that I listen to every single morning. But this whole playlist, I have it on in my room going pretty much all day. Like as soon as I get back from class, I turn on my TV and have Spotify going and I just keep this music on in the background. It's very just like chill, relaxing, very good mood music. And I've found that this type of music is like my favorite genre, if not one of like my top ones now. So it has artists like Mumford & Sons, The Lumineers, Vance Joy, Bon Iver, all things like that. If you know 
that kind of genre of music, I would definitely recommend checking out that playlist. But I listen to that playlist like on low volume while I journal just because it is very good like vibey music and I just get into a really good mood and there's certain songs that I just love and they pick up my energy and I just play that while I journal. So that playlist, 100% like my number one thing on Spotify right now, which I feel like I haven't even updated you guys on that because I have said plenty of times in this podcast that I'm an Apple Music person, like 100%. I love Apple Music. I think it's user-friendly. It looks good. It's easy to use. It's just simple. It's cheaper. But don't know why I was unaware that if you are a student, then you get Spotify Premium for like five bucks a month, I think, five or six, which is such a steal because usually the family plan for Spotify Premium is like 15 bucks a month. And it just it's hard to share with people and you can't have your own playlist, whatever. So I am currently signed up with Apple Music on a family plan with my family and then my own Spotify premium plan as a student. And it's really cheap. All in all, it's like 10 bucks for both. So Spotify, I have found, is so good for making spin playlists. Like that's like the main reason I got it was to make more spin playlists just because Spotify has a lot more remixes and EDM and dubstep and like music that I like to put into my spin playlist. It has a lot more of those tracks. Whereas Apple Music, I don't know, it's just like really hard to find remixed and upbeat like different versions of songs i'm not sure why that is i know soundcloud is known for having like remixes and all kinds of like different versions of songs i don't have soundcloud and it's kind of confusing to me like to work but spotify is just a good in between and it's cheap and it just works out it's easy to make playlists so i've been on spotify a lot recently as well but all that to say that i have been journaling a lot and i definitely recommend trying it if you haven't already i know on tiktok I'm talking so fast. Holy cow, I'm so sorry. My coffee this morning's kicking in and I am just going a million miles a minute. Anyways, on TikTok, I've been seeing a lot of people post like journaling prompts if you're new to journaling and things like that. Personally, I haven't tried any of those just because journaling kind of comes easy to me just because I feel like I wake up in the morning and I have a lot of things in my mind. But if you're not into that or you're just starting, I definitely recommend going to TikTok or Instagram or whatever and searching like journaling prompts and there's lots of hashtags and videos and highlight reels and posts about that. So journaling for me, like I said, it definitely impacts my day in a positive way. And I know like last week, for example, I did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I think that I had skipped Thursday. I think I just kind of forgot about it or didn't prioritize it in the morning or just had something else to do. So I didn't journal and I swear that day just went to shit. Everything went wrong that day. And I was in the worst mood. I was in like kind of a brain fog. I wasn't motivated. I wasn't inspired. I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to sit in bed all day, which is very unlike me. And I don't know, I could just really tell the difference. And do I know for a fact that that's not because I journaled? No. But I like to think that because I did not set aside time in the morning to put myself first and journal and get my thoughts out, that that definitely played a part into why my day was so unusually bad. So I definitely recommend journaling if you haven't already. Um, There is this journal that I've been seeing everywhere on freaking TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. All these lifestyle influencers that I follow on YouTube are buying and using this five-minute journal on Amazon. I've looked at it so many times. I don't know why I haven't bought it. It's only like $12. But if you have the five-minute journal, please, please tell me how you like it. I will say that I have looked at what like the pages are in the journal and it's pretty much like the same thing I journal in the morning. It's pretty much a quote, um, gratitude, what would make today good, goals for today, and you reflect back at nighttime. So, I mean, it is honestly the exact same thing that I write that in my own journal. It's just not already like printed on there with lines. 
So, I mean, honestly, do I need it? No. I think it's cute, and I think it's a cute way to already have it written out for you. But, yeah, so I've been seeing that a lot with influencers, specifically, like, Kenzie Elizabeth and Maggie McDonald. I follow them on YouTube, Instagram, like, pretty much everything. I just have always followed them, and I love their content. But the five-minute journal is, like, a really popular thing right now. Next, let's talk about Kenzie Elizabeth and influencers, since I just mentioned that. So, if you do not listen or have heard of Kenzie Elizabeth on, she's on Instagram, she's on TikTok, she's bigger on YouTube, she has a podcast called the I Love You So Much podcast. She's pretty much, I mean, she's well-versed in social media, and she has pretty much every um, stream and type of social media that you can think of. She even has Patreon. I've never really hopped on the Patreon train. I don't really see the point in paying for it. I don't know. But I know she has a Patreon that's, like, faith-based, and she's really into that. But if you have listened to her or haven't, I recommend checking her out. I go in spurts with her. Like, a few years ago, I was huge on listening to her and her podcast, and I loved her, and then I kind of fell off, and then I'll go back on, and then I'll just fall off again. I don't know why that is. I think her older, like, more, I guess, like, immature self, I just didn't really relate to. But now, I just love her content, and I have been re-watching and listening to all of her old episodes, her YouTube videos, her TikToks, and she's honestly the person that got me into reading this year. She's, like, huge, huge, huge into reading, and she reads nonstop. I think she says she averages, like, five hours a day reading, which for me is probably closer to like two, maybe three hours a day, which is still really good. But she has a highlight reel on her Instagram page of her reads and she like keeps track of all her books. And I think last year she read like a hundred books, which I will say that if I am reading at the same pace all year that I'm doing right now, I will have read like 120 books this year, which is freaking nuts. Like I said, I've only read nine books and that's just in January, which is absolutely crazy. I've just been in a reading kick, but now that I'm back in school and working and practicing and everything, like obviously I'm going to read a lot less because I have a lot less free time. But anyways, all that to come back to Kinsey Elizabeth. Basically, she just reads a lot and she always posts reviews of the books she reads and like writes them and gives like a little summary of them. And I just love following along with that. And I've noticed that me and her have very similar like book interests. One being Colleen Hoover. Holy shit. If, if and when I do an episode next week over my top books and recommendations and books of January, you guys are going to get sick of hearing about Colleen Hoover. That is my girl. I love Colleen Hoover. I just need her to release like 15 more books because I've almost read all of hers and they're all impeccable. They're so good. They make me cry. They make me laugh. They make me every mood in the book. Her books make me feel. I have never thought of like an author higher than Colleen Hoover. She is just my favorite. I recommend her to literally anyone, whether you're not, you love reading or hate reading or want to get into reading, Colleen Hoover is your girl. Anyways, that's going to be in next week's episode. But what was I even talking about? I have no idea now. I think I was talking about reading. Anyways, Kenzie Elizabeth reads a lot. I read a lot. So I've been gravitating towards her to see what kind of books that she likes to read. And I've read a lot of the books that she has read as well. So that is why I'm keeping track on my podcast Instagram to let you guys know what kind of books. I've also been asking you guys a lot like book recommendations and what you recommend me reading or what you like to read. And I've gotten some really good recommendations and I like seeing your reviews on books. I will say that even though this is going to be a next episode, I just read a book called All the Bright Places and it's a movie on Netflix. You've probably heard of it. It's very popular. When I tell you this book had outstanding reviews on TikTok, I was convinced that it was going to be, like, life-changing, groundbreaking, like, this shattering book. 
And yeah, it was sad. I don't know why. I was so not impressed with it. It was like mediocre at best. I think I rated it like three and a half stars out of five on my Instagram page. I don't know. If you've read that book, please DM me and give me your thoughts because like I said, the reviews on that book were absolutely insanely good. And that is the sole reason why I bought it because the reviews were so good. No, it was like mediocre. The movie sucked. It didn't follow the book very well. It changed like the major plots and the major themes. I don't know. It just wasn't, it wasn't good. So that was kind of a waste of time. But anyways, like I said, that's all going to be on next week's episode on my book review. And I'm also going to ask you guys on the Instagram, probably today or tomorrow, if you guys would rather me do books of the month or do kind of like a book club or whatever, like however you guys want me to go about this, because I'm down with like reviewing the books that I read each month, kind of like a monthly favorites. Instead of doing that, I would do like my book favorites of the month. And yeah, so let me guys, let me know your guys' thoughts because I will just do whatever you guys like. But, oh, also with Kenzie Elizabeth and kind of my just obsession with her lately, she does a workout that originated from Lauren Geraldo. Lauren Geraldo is a really old Viner. Like if you guys were on Vine, she was really popular on Vine. Now she's on like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all the things. But she, I don't know if she like created this workout routine or just founded it or I have no idea. But you've probably heard of it. It's the 12-3-30 method. Basically, you get on the treadmill and you walk at an incline of 12 on a speed of 3 for 30 minutes. And at first I was like, no, there's no way that does anything. It's just walking on an incline. And then I saw a lot of people like posting their own experiences doing it and like them burning like 700 calories in 30 minutes and whatever. And I was like, there's no way. So I try it. And I, I have mixed opinions, okay? So me, I go on the treadmill. I put it on 12, 3, 30, whatever. I have my Apple Watch and the treadmill both tracking my calories. I have not capped over like 350 calories yet. So I don't know what these freaking girls on TikTok are doing to burn 700 calories in 30 minutes. I don't know what their secret is. Please tell me if you know. But for me, I mean, it's it's definitely a good workout. And for me, it's good if I want to get cardio in or just do cardio that day. It's definitely a good workout. It's a good burner. I, I don't know if I'd say it's a fat burner. Um, I know like Lauren Geraldo, her huge thing about it was that it made her drop a ton of weight very fast. And she made like a viral YouTube video all about it. But I mean, she also had a lot of like dietary changes and lifestyle changes. So I can't say that it just makes you burn fat. Um, I will also say I haven't done it consistently enough to notice results. So I can't really give like a a non-biased opinion, I guess. If you want to try it, I definitely recommend it. It's a good workout. You do burn a lot of calories. I will say I did it for like 45 minutes instead um, two weeks ago. And I did burn a lot of calories and it was hard. Like the last 10 minutes, I was, it was rough. And I was really trying to like push myself to finish. But overall, I mean, it's a very good workout. I think it's a good way to get active, be on the treadmill, especially like I said, if you just want to do cardio that day or if it's a really good warm up. It's not like life altering by any means. Um, I think social media has definitely hyped it up. And I've seen some people on TikTok who are like gym junkies. Of course, they find something wrong with it. And they're like, oh, my God, this is not the right workout for you to be doing, yada, yada, yada. There's always two sides to every story. There's always like good and bad to workouts. For me, I think it's I think it's like a pretty good workout. I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't like be like, oh my god, it's the best workout ever. This is like all I do to burn fat and lose weight and build muscle. No. It's a good workout, it's a good warm-up, or it's good if you just want to do cardio that day. But I just wanted to tell you guys about that. So speaking of fitness, I have been doing that. Now that sports are pretty much back and running, I am back into lifting with my teams. For example, today it's currently 9.05 in the morning and I have a lift at one o'clock. 
So I'm doing my Zoom class here at my house and then driving back to school, going to Lyft, and then going to practice and then going to night class. So pretty busy schedule, but you guys know I thrive on a busy schedule. I really do. That is something that I've realized about myself in the past like two months is I really thrive on a very busy schedule. And right now, like essentially I don't have any days off. I practice sports Monday through Saturday. I work on Sundays and I still have to find time to balance a podcast, a relationship, like social media, like everything in my life I still have to do on top of that. So I feel like to a normal non-busy person, that sounds like a lot and it is a lot. I mean, seven days in a row, nonstop hustle is... I mean, it's obviously like a lot of things, but I have just found that I thrive on a busy schedule and I do really good when I have a lot of things on my to-do list and I'm not sure why that is, but I just do not do good with free time. And even like if one of my classes gets canceled or if I have like a three hour break, I just go insane because I mean, now that I've been reading that it's been nicer because I can just read in between. But before that, I don't know. I've just, I'm not good at handling free time and I think part of that is good because I like to be busy and I like to go like be a hustler. But at the same time, I definitely need to get better about being okay with lazy days because it is okay to have off days and it's okay to have just days where you don't want to do anything and days where you just sit in bed and like you just recharge. I just need to get better about having lazy days and days off. And yeah, that's that's just kind of my blurb on that. But anyways, back to working out. So Now that sports are in full effect, like I said, I'm lifting with lacrosse and then volleyball. I'll start lifting with volleyball next week. And so that is kind of like my only source of workouts. I will say that like over this past Christmas break, we were off for like six or seven weeks. Pretty much my only workout was spin just because I lift so much during season and in the preseason of my sports that I don't know. I just don't really find it necessary to lift on like breaks even like this summer, I won't lift a lot. I'll pretty much just do spin and teach spin and do cardio, stuff like that. Whether or not that's like a good thing to do from like a fitness person's perspective, I don't know. It works for me. So pretty much I'm lifting both semesters that I'm in school. And then whenever I'm not in school, I just either don't work out as much or just do spin or just do workouts that I want to do. I don't pressure myself to be like, oh my God, today I'm not in class or practicing. I need to go lift on my own. No. So for example, like this week I'm practicing or I'm lifting with my lacrosse team Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm not going to force myself to work out Tuesday, Thursday. Like I'm just going to use those as my days off. I don't really have any like problem doing that at all. I know some people are the opposite and that's fine. Like that's go get your gains girl. I'm with you on that. But for me, it's just, uh, I don't know. I just, I lift when I have to and I don't force myself to lift when I'm not scheduled to. So that's kind of my opinion on that. But Now that I'm lifting regularly, that'll be nice to be back into like a fitness routine. Um, I don't, I don't know. I have like a mixed, a mixed relationship, like love, hate relationship with lifting. Sometimes I love it and I love to feel myself physically get stronger and I'm sore the next day. And like my legs are like jello from doing leg day and whatever. And some days I just freaking hate it. I don't know. I just can't find a consistent way to love lifting some days it's great. Some days it sucks. Some days I like look forward to it. The way I, the second I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, I get to go max out on my squat today. And then some days I'm like, oh great. Today's like arm day. I hate arm day. So I don't know. I just have kind of a mixed relationship with it. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I know some people are very much like, I love lifting. Lifting's how you do this, this, and this. And some people are like, I've never lifted a weight in my life and I'm perfectly in shape. So I think it just kind of depends on your interest. I will say that I'm glad that sports at my school like make us lift because it forces me to get out and get stronger and be healthier. I think that if I wasn't 
on a sports team and I didn't have to lift, I wouldn't lift nearly as much. But like I said, with my schedule, it kind of works out to lift during season and then not lift during the off season. So that's just kind of my spiel on workouts this season and how I'm starting off my fitness routine for 2021. Next, these are just kind of random things that I have been liking recently. So this is totally like not related to anything else I've said, but random clothing trends. I feel like this year we have started off strong with clothing trends. Usually I'm not one to follow any kind of trends like that or like hip things to wear, but I will say that I have been noticing that like the fake, like the mock turtleneck trend where you wear like a turtleneck underneath a sweatshirt. Oh my goodness. I don't have a single turtleneck yet to wear, but I just love that trend. I think it's cute. It's cozy. It's fashionable. You can dress it up or down. And I, if you know me, like I have so many crew neck sweatshirts. I just pretty much collect them at this point. Anytime I go somewhere new, I like to get a sweatshirt. It's an expensive habit. I know, but I just love it. And I feel like when I put on that sweatshirt, I'm back in that space. And like in my mind, I'm back there. So I just love crew neck sweatshirts. Anyways, I don't know why I haven't hopped on this trend already because it's such a good, cute way to spice up an outfit. Or even if it's like super cold like it is today, today's the high is like 35 degrees and windy and rainy. So it'd be a perfect day to pop on a turtleneck and a, a crew neck sweatshirt over it. Like I said, I did not have a single crew neck or a single turtleneck yet to wear. I need to buy some. I know there's some cheap ones at like H&M and Forever 21, but I just need to buy some because I think the trend is so freaking cute. And especially with this whole like mom jeans, straight legged jean trend, I am here for it because I personally, like I own a lot of, I don't own a lot, but I own like two pairs of skinny jeans and I'm pretty sure like, that's all the kind of jeans anyone my age has been wearing for the past like 10 years. Until recently, I feel like mom jeans and boyfriend jeans and straight legged jeans and flare jeans are just totally making a comeback, which I'm here for because I have never hated skinny jeans more. Because now that I own like boyfriend style or mom style jeans or like straight legged jeans, I don't know why I ever put tight jeans on my body. That Whoever thought that the mom jean trend should come back, thank you because that is a great trend. I think it's cute. It's more comfortable. It's more fashionable. You can dress it up or down. I think it looks cute with like Air Force Ones or it looks good with like heels. And I don't know, there's just so many ways to go about it. So that's just my little thing on that because I have been loving that trend. I now have like two pairs. I have one pair of, I think they're mom style jeans from Belk. And then I have a, I think it's boyfriend cut or straight leg cut, I forget, maybe both. Maybe it's like boyfriend straight legged cut jeans from Old Navy, love those two. They're just so comfortable and they're so cute. And I don't know why I haven't been wearing those my whole life, but I'm just glad that trend is coming back. What else is new in my life for clothing and apparel? Oh, I did get new Ultra Boost. I think I might've mentioned this last episode last month, but basically for Christmas, my boyfriend Andrew got me my very first pair of Adidas Ultra Boost. Oh my goodness, I see the hype. I know they're like ridiculously expensive, I think most of them are like $180, which is freaking nuts. You guys know me and like my frugal mind. That is just so much money. But I will say, I do see the hype around it and they are an investment and they do last a long time. Kind of like Birkenstocks. I love Birkenstocks. I have like three pairs and they're definitely a very wise investment for me at least and they are reasonable and make sense. But Ultra Boost, yes, they are like my new favorite workout shoes. I have lifted in them. I've ran in them. I even um, did spin in them one time. Um, they're just so, so good. They're so supportive. They're so soft. They're cute. There's so many different colors and I've been wearing them like every single day recently. So just wanted to say that. 
I know a lot of people like have been on the Ultra Boost trend for years. They've been around for a while. I think the first one was like 2016 they came out maybe, maybe even earlier. I think the ones I have are either 2019 or 2020. I don't really know. I don't really keep up with the trends like that, but they're like my new favorite shoe. They're so comfortable. And I would definitely be purchasing another pair in the near future because I want a pair of black and white ones just to have a pair of like black and white tennis shoes and to wear to work because I do not own a pair of just black white tennis shoes. What's next? My new acne medications. Okay, so listen up, guys. I posted on my main Instagram, which I will have down below. It's just at Becca Bowen with two N's. I posted two weeks ago a poll, or not a poll, it was like a question thing that you could swipe up and give me an answer. I asked the general public, I said, give me your favorite skincare recommendations specifically to help with acne. And usually whenever I post polls and questionnaires like that on my main page, I get like, mm, like a handful of replies. Wow, I must have just chosen either a good topic or a good time to post because I got like 100 replies and they were all so good and I replied to a lot of them and I even reposted a lot of them on my story so that you guys could see in case you struggle with the same thing I do. I want to do a whole episode on like my acne transformation, but the fact that I'm still in the acne phase of my life and I'm still trying to solve it kind of puts a pause on that. I will say you guys gave me some very, very good recommendations. In particular, two things that I bought that day that you guys told me about it was I repurchased the Neutrogena Sensitive Daily Face Wash, which, okay, I really don't understand why I ever stopped using it because I know for a fact that it made a tremendous impact on my acne and it helped clear my skin so fast and so well. And I ran out in like early December. Do I have any excuse as to why I did not rebuy it? No. I think I was just lazy and didn't want to spend $9 on a moisturizer and a face wash, but oh my goodness, it has really changed my skin. I've been using it regularly for like a week and a half now. My skin is a whole new girl. I love her. She's clearing up. She's confident. Oh my goodness. If you have not tried that face wash, you have to do it right now. Neutrogena Sensitive Daily Face Wash, Walmart. It's like $8. So worth it. Lasts you a long time. Literally helps your skin like overnight. The next thing is a moisturizer that I bought, and this was also recommended by you guys, and it is the, I want to say it was a CeraVe brand, I think. Yes, it was CeraVe brand, SPF 30, and the one that I purchased was one that's for um, normal to oily skin, because you guys know I am the greasiest, oiliest person ever when it comes to hair, skin, name it, I'm oily. My hair gets greasy, and like, by looking at it, you can look at it, and it just turns to like a wet ball of grease. My skin, same way I wake up, look like I just showered. Nope, it's just grease, not highlight, just grease. I'm very oily. My skin's always been insanely oily. Don't know why. I will say that my new acne medication that I am prescribed by my dermatologist has been drying up my skin, and she warned me that it would make my skin like flaky and peely. But because my skin's so oily, it just hasn't really done that until recently. And now I am experiencing what dry skin is, and I will say it kind of sucks. Because now my skin's all peeling in the mornings, but all that to say that I've been trying these new products and they've been working very, very well. So between the face wash by Neutrogena, the moisturizer by CeraVe, and then my prescribed acne medications, my skin has been doing a lot better. Right now, my acne, like overnight from last night to this morning, looks a lot better. My skin is all one color. So yes, I still have like breakout spots like usual, but my face is all one color for once. So that is nice because I've always had very red skin in the acne areas of my face. So that's been helping a lot. I definitely recommend those two products. 
Um, what else is new in my life? Coffee, 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 coffee. You guys know I'm just, I love coffee now. I have for a good like four months now. Duncan, I haven't been able to go to Duncan recently a lot because there's not one near my school. The nearest one's like 35 minutes away and I passed it on my way to school. Like I'll pass one today when I go home, but I just, I've already had coffee this morning. So two days ago, I made a life altering discovery that when I make my own coffee at home, I used to just pour coffee and creamer and call it a day and that was good for me because I was new to coffee. But now that I'm so accustomed to my sugary, very unhealthy Dunkin' order, my usual coffee drink that I make at my house does not taste good. Like just the coffee and creamer does not cut it. So I've been adding a few things and I had it this morning and it was so good. It's probably why I'm talking so fast. I'm annoying you guys because I am just amped up on energy right now. So the coffee that I've been making, I still use the Starbucks like the blonde roast, I pour sugar-free French vanilla creamer, and then I've been adding a spoonful of Splenda, and then I've also been adding a little bit of almond milk to make it creamier, and then last thing, this is probably the best thing. My mom got this like sugar-free, zero-calorie syrup, like vanilla coffee syrup from, I think it was like TJ Maxx, and I know you can get like coffee syrups anywhere at Walmart, at anywhere you shop, but I used the like two spoonfuls of this French vanilla, I think it's just like vanilla flavored coffee syrup. And I pour it in there on top of the coffee and mix it in. Oh my God. This coffee, guys, it's so good. It's sugar-free. I'm not bloated after. It's not disgustingly unhealthy. I know my Dunkin' order is delicious, but it's not by any means very healthy because I get like three shots or swirls of French vanilla. And I'm pretty sure each swirl has like 150 calories. So in reality, my Dunkin' order could be like 400 calories, I think. I Hopefully, I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's up there, the calories, which, I mean, no, I don't track my calories by any means, but I try to be mindful of what I drink and like what I eat and how much of that I'm eating and drinking and consuming. So all that is it's still very good, but now that I don't get to go to Dunkin' as much, I've been relying on making my own coffee. So that is pretty much my new coffee routine. So it's some coffee, creamer, a little bit of Splenda, some almond milk, and then syrup. So, so good, so delicious, pretty healthy, sugar-free. There's not, I think there's like probably three grams of fat in it, which is pretty dang good for a coffee. And yeah, just delicious, so good. I've also been loving my chai lattes like usual. I get one at the Starbucks on campus every single morning. So good, also very unhealthy, I know, but I do get it with almond milk instead of whole milk. So that makes it a little bit better and yeah, that is just things that I've been up to. I know this episode was kind of like a jumble, a mixture of things, but I just wanted to get back into it and let you guys know that I'm here. And I know I say that every month, but like I said, taking or getting into new routines for me just always kind of takes a while because it takes me like a week or two to get accustomed to things. And then, like I said, I'm just busy like seven days a week now. So it's been hard to find quiet time on my own to record a podcast. I would do it in my dorm room, but the walls are so thin and anyone who walks by would hear me recording and I don't know, I just get kind of like weird about that. And then my roommate lives with me and I don't want her to like be weirded out if I record a podcast. So I either do it in my car outside of campus or I just do it when I'm home like I am right now. So next week and I'll be in the same setup. I will be here and I'll be recording at my kitchen table probably. So like I said, next week I want to do an episode over um, January books my book reviews and which ones I recommend and how I read on a Kindle and all things like that. So like I said a few minutes ago, I will be posting on the podcast Instagram today asking you guys what kind of book related episode you guys would rather prefer to hear, whether it be like a book club or if you guys just want me to say like my top five books or 
anything you guys want to hear. So let me know, DM me, vote on the poll, whatever. It'll be on there. I also want to get better about using my Remind 101. I need to like repost that because I've gained a lot of new followers on the podcast Instagram in the past like four months. I know that when I started my Remind 101, I had like like maybe 300 followers and now we're at let's see 847 which is freaking nuts I love you guys so much thank you but I need to get back onto their mind 101 texting because that helps a lot with like engagement and I need to start posting more I know I'm trying I'm working on it I really I really am trying trust me but be sure to go follow that page follow my Instagram my, my, my main Instagram all of this good stuff will be linked down below anything I mentioned will also be linked down below and yeah Thank you guys for listening to this kind of jumbled, messed up, whatever, like just a random burst of things that I've been doing and loving. I hope you guys enjoyed. I will see you guys next week for a new episode.